This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. Glory to you, o Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, o Christ. You may be seated. Well, sometimes our gospel lessons are fairly straightforward, and I think this might be such an occasion. I take three fairly simple lessons away from today's gospel reading. The first is that God wants to heal us and to make us well and to make us whole again, just like he did with these ten lepers. The second lesson is that God wants to restore community. He wants to bring us back together. He wants to eradicate all those things that separate us, whether it be the obviously disfiguring disease of leprosy, or whether it is the less obviously disfiguring disease of bigotry and prejudice against all those people who may look different than we do. And then there's a third, and maybe it's the most important lesson of today's gospel, and we take that from the Samaritan leper. And that is when God works a miracle in our lives, we should stop in our tracks, turn to God, and say in a loud voice, thank you. Meister Eckhart, the great German mystic, once said, if you don't remember anything else about prayer, just remember these two words. Thank you. And I think that there's great truth in that. Because... The reality is, my friends, that God is working miracles every single day. I got up this morning and somehow my heart was still beating. And somehow the neurons in my brain were still firing. And I'm able to stand up here before you and speak words. You're able, with your ears, to listen and understand to what I'm, say what I'm saying. These are all miracles. And we... We take them for granted, right? Every single day. But we have another miracle today, and that is the miracle of this family joining us. They've never been to Holy Trinity before, but the McDonald's are here with their friends and their extended family, and they've brought a true miracle with them, and that's this little Sophia Elizabeth, this 11-month-old girl. The fact that she's here the fact that they've created this beautiful child is miracle one. The fact that she wants to become a part 
of this faith community and the body of Christ is miracle too. And maybe the greatest of all the miracles is the miracle of baptism, the sacrament that make, allows all of us to become one with Christ and be reconciled to God the Father. So what I've done today, you know, the Samaritan leper teaches us that we should stop in our tracks, turn to God, and say thank you. Well, let's see if we can demonstrate what that looks like by giving thanks to this child and this family and giving thanks to God for the sacrament of baptism. And in order to do that, what I've done today on your behalf is I've written a letter to Sophia about what baptism means and what I hope she remembers from this day. And if you remember a few things about baptism along the way, all the better. Dear Sophia, today you were baptized at Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire. Since you are only 11 months old, we doubt that you'll remember much about this day, much less be able to make sense of all the splashing, the warm oil on your head, the singing and praying, and the other commotion of this glorious day. So it occurred to us that it might be helpful if we, your pastor and your faith community, tried to explain in writing what went on so that when you read this letter a few years from now, you'll have at least an inkling of what your baptism was and is about. You were brought to church today by your mom, Elizabeth, and your dad, Christopher, with godparents and lots of other family and friends along the way. And we know that they bring you here out of a deep sense of love. You are the most precious thing in their sight, and they hold you up before the altar, first and foremost, to acknowledge you as a gift from God. And so in the words of today's psalm, Psalm 111, we all say together, hallelujah, we thank God for all the blessings of this life, including Sophia, for you and your family. And thus we come to the first lesson about baptism. Baptism is about identity. In baptism, each of us is claimed by God as his own precious and beautiful child. However much you are loved by your parents, Sophia, God holds us all in a love that runs even deeper. In baptizing you with water this morning, we are reenacting that scene where Jesus himself was baptized by his friend John in the River Jordan. And when he emerges from the water, he hears the sweet voice of the God the Father saying, You are my beloved child, in you I delight. And Sophia, God is whispering those very same words to you right now into your ears, whether you hear it or not, whether you're wiggling or not. He's whispering, I love you, and I delight in your very existence. This brings us to the second important lesson about baptism, and that is that one of the gifts God gives us is freedom. God gives us the freedom to choose on the one hand, we have the freedom to love and to do good, to embrace beauty and justice and all that is true. On the other hand, we have the freedom to turn away from these things and to pursue our own desires instead. Sophia, I want to tell you, this freedom is a heady thing. 
as you grow up, you will be exhilarated by all the possibilities that this freedom brings you. We're not sure what your gifts and talents may be. Maybe you'll become a doctor or a teacher or an engineer or a social worker. Maybe like your parents, you'll fall in love someday and have a family. Who knows what your future may hold? We need to warn you though, Sophia, just as there will be wonderful possibilities in your future, so too will there be temptations. You will be tempted to think you're better than you are. You will be tempted not to listen to your parents and teachers right on cue. You will be tempted to do what you want to the exclusion of the needs of others. You will even be tempted to hurt the people around you, sometimes not even knowing why you do it. And sadly, we suspect that occasionally you'll meet people who encourage such destructive ways of behaving and do not have your own best interests at heart. We'd like to say that it's always easy to figure out what is right and what is wrong, whom to trust and whom to stay clear of, but the truth is these choices can be difficult and they require a great deal of thought and prayer. Which brings us to the third and maybe the best part, the best lesson of baptism, and that is you need not be afraid because in baptism, God gives you a companion to help you along your way, and that companion is Jesus Christ. You will hear stories about him from the Bible. You will see glimpses of him in the faces and words and deeds of others. You can find him in church, and he will always be near to your heart in prayer. Listen closely to what he has to say, for he will never fail you. Learning to follow Jesus is something that you start today, but will take your whole life, our whole lives, to complete. And while his message is difficult to summarize in just a few words, the heart of the matter seems to be this, love God and love everyone you meet as if they were Christ himself. Or as one of our great prophets from the Old Testament put it, do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. It may seem counterintuitive, but what you will discover over time is that the more you give yourself to God and to others, the more you receive. It's one of the great paradoxes of our faith. And please, 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 Sophia, don't worry if you make mistakes. None of us can do everything that God asks of us. And this brings us to a fortunate and fourth lesson of baptism, and that is that our God is no, not only a God of love, but a God of forgiveness. When you make a mistake, own up to it. Promise to do better the next time. Ask Jesus for help. And be glad that our God is a God of second chances and sometimes third chances sometimes fourth chances. And just as God forgives you, remember to forgive others when they hurt you. One of the worst things that you can do in life is to carry a grudge or harbor resentment. It only eats away at you and makes you smaller. Finally, we're getting to the end, Sophia. Just <laughs> relax. Remember that you are not alone. Not only has God given you a teacher in Jesus and the guide of the Holy Spirit in your heart, 
but God has surrounded you with family and friends and other faithful people. We are in this together. We're in this together as God's people. And by virtue of your baptism this morning, you are forever connected to the whole company of saints across the ages and across the world. Wherever you go in this world, there will always be communities of faithful people nearby. We actually call them churches, and they're eager to help you and find your way. Seek them out both so that they can support you and you them. So just remember this. I'm not just talking to Sophia now. I'm talking to all of you. Your baptism is the most important thing that's ever happened to you, and this is the most important day in your life. You are holy, blessed, and beloved. And our prayer for you is that as you grow up, you will share that love and that gift with others. Godspeed. Yours faithfully, Pastor Luther and your Holy Trinity family. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us at htelc.com. And don't forget, you are loved.